You are now tuned in to the Windy City Benders Podcast. This is WCBP. All right, it's another edition of the WCB Podcast. It's Jerem. It's Tanner. What's up, bud? Not much, man. You know, just getting the internet working. Yeah, the episode that almost wasn't. So, but exactly. hey, we figured it out. Let's get going while we got it working, and hopefully, it uh, holds up. Um, again, this is another one of those episodes that feels like there is a lot to talk about, but not at the same, not enough to talk about at the same time. Like we were kind of going back yeah. and forth. Like we're like, ah, do we want to do like a like a gimmicky episode? And then a lot came up uh, just today alone before we started recording um, earlier in the day. So that's a NHL talk. We'll start with hot talk as usual. Um, a couple signings happened. You look confused there for a second. I'm just seeing that somebody put on the hockey Reddit uh, four hours ago that, like, apparently Edmonton is looking to get Patrick Kane. I was going to um, ask you about that. Yeah. Yeah. Is Phil Kessel. So, yeah. They, let's talk about that. Then. You know, let's start with that. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. what? Well, let's let's there, start with but that. There's, but there's, like, no – there's nothing, like, there's no evidence for it. Like, just, how could it even work is Right. The question. I mean, I know there's ways to make it work. I mean, the Hawks can pretty much do anything, but what does Edmonton have to give us for us to make it work? You know what I'm saying? Like, sweeten the pot. Three firsts. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, Connor McDavid for Patrick Kane, one for one, sounds like a good trade to me. Yeah, Obviously, that's a little, that's they a joke that everybody's going to make. They need to sweeten it a little bit more. Yeah. But no, it's like, yeah, because it's like we can be unrealistic about that because it's like, what? There's six projected six million over the cap right now, as it is. I mean, they do have three first round picks for the next three years. They have two second round picks, two third round picks, two fourth. I don't know of any prospects in their system that's any good. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, it wouldn't be worth it. They don't even have any like bad contracts that would be like, oh, here, take this. And, you know, that would make sense to give up. Like, their bad contracts are guys that still probably contribute. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think, I don't see it happening. I think that if they wanted to, like, Patrick Kane, they'd have to give up pretty, a decent amount. So I don't, yeah. Their no. plan. Their plan B is Phil Kessel, which I will be kind of cool if he goes there because especially with the rumored reverse retro being the oil drop oh. year, I would buy that jersey for my Edmonton Oiler Phil Kessel collection. And then that same post said that Duncan Keys might be getting a position within that organization, which I find weird. Why wouldn't he? I've, uh, I guess it's Stay close, close to, to home. home. Yeah, yeah, that makes more sense. Maybe eventually when his kids are older, he'll come back to Chicago, do something here. Yeah, I can see that, though. Anyway, uh, back onto what we had written down here. Uh, Tanner throwing a little monkey wrench in there, but that's sorry, okay. just it's no, it, it's I saw that too, and I didn't know if it was worthy enough to talk about. But your confused face, I was like, okay, let's. <laughs> uh, so a couple signings happened. Uh, we'll first start with uh, re-signings. Uh, yes. Caleb Jones and Philip Kurashev. Uh, we knew deals were coming. It just was a matter of like how much they were going to go term, probably, and it kind of came out to what he expected: one year for each. Uh, Kurashev got a $750,000 one year deal. Caleb Jones, one year at $1.35 million. Yeah, you're gonna see a lot of these guys, these type of players doing this. It's gonna be one year deals, kind of, kind of prove it. 
that you can be a focus focal point on this team, you know, in the rebuild. And I think the, out of those two guys, Kurishev has, has a lot to like on the line a little bit. Like he could definitely propel himself and prove him to be like a top six player, you know? I mean, I think that the, those could be easily traded. <laughs> well, yeah. But that's just, a, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't know, like, cool. Like here's a one year deal. If we don't end up trading you this year and you play well, like, maybe we'll sign you another one. Or if you play really well, maybe we'll just capitalize on that and, and get draft picks. But I mean, nobody's going to be getting signed long-term no. for the next like few years at all. No, it would be silly to do that. Um, but yeah, I just, I think, I think I see Caleb Jones as more of a trade piece. I feel like he would be a good yeah. guy that needs defensemen. We're Kershev. I think he could be, only 22. Yeah, he well. could be and, a trade. Caleb piece. Jones is 25. So yeah. he's uh Caleb Jones has like another year if they were to do. I mean, if they did another one year contract, like he's a UFA after that, whereas Kershaw still has like some years left as an RFA. Or they can kind of just like see how it goes each, each each season, I guess. Right. And it's like honestly. I think he was just here to make things easier for Seth Jones to come out this way. I, oh, yeah. I don't think he – yeah, I think he's going to be gone as soon as there's an opportunity to move him. Um, yeah, it's, I just I, don't I see him he was the, the sweetener for, like, the fucking ridiculous contract. Oh, <laughs> yeah, God. Like, oh, you want to sign long-term in Chicago? We'll bring your brother here, too. He's like, okay. Like, you're already going to give me 9.5, but sounds cool. Um, Another little tiny contract that was being signed. Um. Which these are never these are always like hit or miss contracts. Uh Blackhawks sign uh drafted free agent uh Cole Gutman uh to a two year uh nine hundred fifty thousand dollar deal. Uh he is a twenty-three year old forward center, I believe. Uh he played was the captain of Denver University, uh national champion Denver University. That was this past year, right? Yes. Um, great. He was originally a six round pick. Yeah, six-round pick, 180th overall by the Tampa Bay Lightning. His rights expired literally, I think, on Monday. Hawks signed him to today, no, yesterday. Two days later. Two days later. Uh, 41 games to play last year, 19 goals, 26 assists for 45 points. So, I mean, I never know what to expect of these. People, like, hype up these up because it's like, you know, I feel for as many hits as these guys whose right hits fire, there's about 20 guys that are just, you never hear from again. Yeah. We mentioned Drew LeBlanc earlier. Yeah, that was off the air. Yeah, like we were talking about that before, and he he was supposed to be this big hyped up guy, like he was going to be a huge part of this team going forward. Never heard of him again. Yeah, I mean. I don't know, he's he's been fairly con- this kid's been fairly consistent at least like his freshman year at Denver he was uh 26 points in 41 games and then he got 28 and 35 22 and 23 and then this past year 45 and 41 like pretty good but <laughs> also like he's already 23 I don't know what he would be projected to be other than probably like a bottom six kind of center. 
Let's introduce him to Evan Barrett, Dylan Sakura. Um, those guys yeah. will, will teach you well in Rockford where he's probably going to spend most of his time. Like, I don't even think he's like the first guy up on the pole to be uh, called up if there's an injury happens or anything like that. I just, it's nice. Hey, it's asset, adding some assets that doesn't cost a lot to add. And you never know. You could be yeah, wrong. You could. Had, had a good collegiate season. If he can turn that into a decent little like scrappy like energy guy i don't know i feel like that's what every like college guy that ends up getting signed like instead of like signing his elc ends up being is like a like a third fourth line like in your face at every second like trying to make his mark on the team so yeah that's just we've seen it before like you said with drew leblanc and like even john hayden like the only the only player that in that situation that I can remember or that comes to mind when I think of like player unsigned players that let their rights expire and they go and pick where they play is Adam Fox. Mm-hmm. I think he's the last time. And then I don't even know before him who would have been another one. I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy Messi, Jimmy he, but he, I still feel like he's a mediocre, mediocre at best. I mean, I don't, yeah, he's not, nothing special. I mean, he's not an, an kind of Norris caliber defenseman. Yeah. You know? like, oh God, I remember being so bummed out when he did. He when he decided not to sign with Chicago because he had Chicago on the list, and it's like, damn it. That's a okay. You know, if everything turned out fine. Um, another signing that happened. Uh, first round pick, seventh overall, Kevin yes. Korchinski. That's right. Did that's I say that right? LC. Porchinski, yeah, Porchinski. that's a it, that's a great Chicago name. That's all I gotta say. Yes, yeah, you know, kid is born very, to play here. That's a very uh, da Bears kind of. Hey, you heard about this kid, Kevin Porchinski, that they got in uh, seventh overall in that draft area. He's a, uh, he's gonna be a pretty good little guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I just hope they put a pull of sausage in his hand as he signed the contract and. uh you know, the mustache grows a little bit. The aviators go on. Let's go. Call it a day, kid. What number does he wear? I don't know why, but I just pictured him wearing, like, number seven for some reason. But I think it's because he was seventh, seventh overall. overall. 55. 55. That's really weird, but okay. <laughs> right, does it. Let's go. Hey, there you go. Uh, Got to get, get that number retired 14 years, 15 years down the line from now and you just got to be like, Daze Korchinski up in the rafters. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised. I was, honestly, I was surprised they signed him to that contract already. Why? I just, I don't know. Cause I mean, there's obviously he wasn't going to play. He's not going to play with the team this year. Yeah. He's going to, he's going to still play in uh, what the WHL. I think he's on the Seattle uh, he doesn't, Thunderbirds or something. Yeah, it doesn't eat a year, right? No. It's only if he plays 10 games. Yes. Okay, so now okay, I guess it doesn't really matter that he signed it then. Okay. Yeah, no, it doesn't matter. It it like if he if he doesn't touch a game at all this year, he he still has a three year contract next season. Then, then I guess I could bring it to my original point. Then what's the point? Does he get he gets paid. He does get paid. He gets paid. I think it said something like he gets paid like ten point five, like ten thousand five hundred dollars. I just don't understand like junior hockey rules and like all this kind of, like it just doesn't make any sense like why if that's the case then why can't you sign college players and still let them go play especially now that they have the the nil agreement i mean if you wanted to like nil them <laughs> but no i'm just that's saying what, like, i mean honestly though that like 
EA Sports should do that to get the college players into the game. They should just give them all NIL deals. I don't know why they don't have like a, a college hockey section. So really, they probably don't need to do that because they they can't pay they can't pay the players without it being like an an NIL. I'm not even talking about paying the players. Like I still I, I mean I, I want NHL. Like I would think it'd be cool. I'd rather play like you know choose um, to go collegiate Europe or yeah because like M- yeah. an NBA like you can do like you can go to college you can go your Europe or whatever or you can yeah. go like, street ball route kind of thing. Like, it'd be cool. Like it would be cool to do like it, NHL it, junior hockey. How crazy like, would it be to do the college route, get drafted, and then don't fucking sign and choose whatever team. Just be, even though you could already choose whatever team whatever you wanted to go want, to yeah. in the first place, but you're like, still just be like, oh, I got drafted first overall, but I didn't sign with that team. I decided to go play fucking Minnesota. Have they announced who's on the cover of NHL? I don't think so. Interesting. I feel like huh. that should have been done by now because that game should be probably coming out soon. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Let's see. NHL 23. <laughs> yeah, this was. Uh... I still have a predictions going on. It should be like Jack Hughes. Or who That'd else could dope. it be? Zegers. Matthew Kachuk. You got to go with like somebody like a youth, like a youth. It's going to be Austin Matthews for the next six oh, years. God. It's going to be a trade off between Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid. It'd be cool if it was, I mean, even McCarr would be cool. Any of the young guys, any of them yeah. would be cool. Um, Cider, too. Ooh, that would be cool. Yeah, they're not going to do that. He's not Canadian or American. Yeah, but he'll be on the cover in Germany. That's about it. His his Calder Cup or Calder Trophy acceptance speech, to calling out his parents for going on vacation over being there for him, deserves everything in the world. He deserves every endorsement, every. Ward pause. That was so funny. That kid is great, and I hate that he's Detroit. I fucking hate it. Yeah, well, so happens when you have a really good GM. Fucking Datsuk 2.0, but um, the yeah. last signing. Yeah, the biggest one. The Avenger has joined the Blackhawks. It brought in Captain America, Jack Johnson. One year, nine hundred fifty thousand dollars. It hasn't been confirmed how much of that goes to his parents yet. Um, but. He is in the fold. He comes off a Stanley oh, Cup season. God. How yeah. does he? How does he go from almost retiring to win a Stanley Cup? To was it? Was it he almost retired? I thought it was Eric Johnson that almost retired. Oh, maybe I just got the mix up. I just yeah. saw seen Johnson. Okay, well, that's the thing. We should also trade for Eric Johnson so that we have Johnson, 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 and Johnson. <laughs> if only Jack Johnson was a forward, we have the Johnson, Johnson, Johnson line. The JJJ. Yeah, that would be that'd be very unique. Just gotta tell, uh, get Luke Richardson on the horn. Like, hey, one game, Johnson, yeah, Johnson, Johnson. Dress, dress seven defensemen. Let Johnson be the the seventh uh, extra forward or the defenseman that moves up to forward. Let's do it. That'd be so funny. But yeah, that kind of goes into so. My last thing I want to talk about with the Hawks that I've kind of been seeing a lot of people complaining about is these signings of these. I don't know, vets, we'll call them. I don't want to call them older guys because, like, Max Dome isn't that old. Anthony Sioux isn't that old. Um, But they're complaining that these guys are coming in and they're taking away ice time from the younger players. And that's just bullshit. They're, they're coming in 
them bringing in these vets and older guys is what this team needs for the right. younger kids need this because a you're going to get let them develop in juniors again wherever they need to be play in rockford you know especially defense there because there's such a log jam at defense between like older guys and our, our young guys let the young guys play in rockford yeah get chemistry together they they also if they were to tear it up in the nhl like they're going to command a lot more money than if they like do really well in the ahl it's just going to be like play up the, play up these contracts that you have on some of these guys i guess like still got three years of jake mccabe two years of riley stillman we got four years of connor murphy like I don't know, like you let them play a year or two and then maybe you can move those contracts and bring the young guys in once they're like having a great time playing really well in the AHL. Like make the Ice Hogs really fucking good. Yeah. And really young. Yes. Don't make the Hawks really bad and really young. Just make them old and shitty with guys that like if they have a good season, you can trade away for assets rather than being – yeah. Like, oh, let's get all these guys NHL experience and ruin their entire fucking like, Well, and here's so here's what I, here's how I like to kind of put it to it with that with that being said. It's I know it's a different position and it's a different growth and all this, but look at what the Hawks did with Anton Forsberg and Kevin Lincoln. You had two young goalies who were expected or you know had potential to be like the next great goalie you know, for the organization, they had potential to be at least top end guys. They got rushed up way too fast and put into situations and no one situations where they didn't have somebody older to lean on. They didn't have the opportunity you know, to like step back and be like, all right, well, what the fuck's going on? You know, like they were put in terrible teams when the Corey Crawford went down and they had no backup plan. And Anton Forsberg got the key. Like, here you go. You figure it oh, out. Well, Corey Crawford was the plan. Then right. That got screwed and Kevin Lincoln that fell in the same situation he just got kind of like that whole that whole goalie situation in the two past two years is really weird but anyway but it's like those are prime examples of why you bring in older players to not only where if your young guys have to play they can learn from these guys Taves mm-hmm. talked about it when he was, was talking about his frustration we mentioned it he's like Kane and Debrinkit they had this chemistry together Kane was mentoring to Brinkett and, you know, they were really gelling well and to bring it is how much better to bring it got when he was spending more time with Kane and yeah. he felt, and he felt he had the same thing going on with doc. And he felt that doc was really showing improvement when he was able to, you know, pass on his knowledge and mentor him a little bit. Um, we got to talk about to bring it real quick too. Just remember that. Um, but it's like, this is what you have to like, keep in mind. It's like, yeah, it's a rebuild. You're going to be bad. But you want to be bad with players that can afford to be bad. Yeah. You can't afford to let your young guys that are going to be who you're trying to rebuild around and, and let the, give them the keys to the franchise in a couple of years. You can't put them in losing situation. That's all they're going to know. And they're not going to develop the correct way. There's no point in putting them out there against the top teams out there and the top players when they're not ready. So I think Hal well Davidson's doing a great job. I think Hal Davidson's doing a great job with this rebuild. Yeah, it's how you do it. It's how you do the rebound. You don't just rush the young guys in just because, like, you are going to be bad. Don't let them be bad. Like, let them fucking, if they're going to be good, let them be really good in the AHL. 
build a lot of confidence and like get used to that kind of game. Exactly. Um, and that's what last year was for, for Reichel. He's going to get more playing time this year, but I think he kind of proved that he he's played the AHL game. And I think he is ready to take the next step in the NHL. He's finally one of those players that they took a little bit slower. Like they didn't bring him over to the AHL right away either. Like he played in Germany for a season or two. And then when he came over, he didn't play on the Hawks right away. He needs still only 20 years old. I feel like he's been drafted like so long ago. (laughs) He needs to be glued to Patrick Kane until the second that Kane is traded. Yeah, like I think he needs to just sit there and he needs to Kane needs to open his doors and be like, come live with us. You are going to learn everything from me and I'm going to pass it all on down to you. Like, like yeah. I think Reichel, I mean, he's not going to be Patrick Kane, but I think he's got potential to be probably a huge piece of this team core going forward. I hope. We'll see. I'm excited to see like a good full season of what he can do. Yeah. But also, it's I had seen places that he apparently he's like bulked up a bit too, which is good. That's huge. Yeah, because I remember that was one of yeah, he was you're tiny. Gonna, you're gonna need that going into the corners. <laughs> so yeah, put him with Kane, put him with Domi to learn the toughness. Like, let's go. Had to be a little shit out there. But so like this is essentially so I'm not expecting many more moves from the Hawks this this offseason. Castle. I still love I want that so bad. God, every time I see somebody like tweet something like, oh, I hear something in Chicago, and it's like, oh my God, Phil Kessel, here he comes. But it makes sense. Yeah. What? He's 34. You just get, bring him on to the team, you know? How is your overall, yeah. So, how is your overall feeling right now? Like, I know we've kind of talked about, like, I know we're going to, we'll do like a, a team preview closer to the season and a division preview and all that kind of stuff. But, Kind of like right now, what's your overall feeling? Like, are you are you confident that this is going to be a bad team that we're going to yeah. be in Bedard uh, territory? Is there absolutely any <laughs> false optimism that this team could surprise and win? Um, I think if somehow Mrazek just is like an insane man, then the Hawks might win some games. But like, he's going to have to play better than like. Flurry did last year. Flurry played pretty goddamn great. Oh yeah, and he's gonna have to play way better than that. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't see that happening. He's not. His career is not like a, like super hot or anything like that. He had like one really good season in Detroit where he played fifty four games, nine twenty one save percentage or two three three save or goals against average. And it hasn't really come close to that over like a longer span of games. Just I don't, yeah, I don't think. Gold. I don't think it's gonna be good. Goaltending's gonna be bad. Our defense, defense is looking is like be bad. Seth Jones, Jake McCabe, Riley Stillman, Caleb Jones, Jack Johnson, Connor Murphy. Is Connor Murphy gonna be healthy at the start of the season? That I don't know. I haven't really heard anything. I mean, he's been on. I've seen pictures. He's been on the ice and stuff. I just I don't know. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard much about that. I think, like, the only young guy out there is going to be, like, Alex Vlasic. And I think him and Caleb Jones will kind of flip-flop. Yeah, I could see that. Maybe Stillman, too. Yeah, that's it's one of those things where, like, I feel, I feel like Vlasic can play the whole season, but, like, they might just 
not want him to. <laughs> I just, just kind of like learn from also like watching, but I don't know if he's gonna like is gonna learn from Jack Johnson. I just I don't his game is not the same as like Seth Jones. I really don't get Riley Stillman either. Like, yeah, I don't know why they were so high on Riley Stillman. I don't understand. Like he like they were so high on, but then again, that was the last. Or did who signed him to that extension? Was it Bowman? Or Bowman. Davidson? Okay, never mind. Because I was gonna say. I couldn't remember if it was Bowman or Davidson because I'm like, I can't understand why there's this this extension sign. And it's like, I always feel like when people talk about the Blackhawks fence, he's always looked over. Like he's I, even brought up as like a guy that like, oh, you can you can steal something with him kind of thing. He's just like, he's just there. I don't even, other than like Caleb Jones, I don't think any of these signings have been from Davidson. Or I mean, and Jack Johnson, obviously. Yeah. But like from the defense core last year, I think everything. Oh, Kyle Davidson signed Vlasic's contract. But when it comes to like Seth Jones, Jake McCabe, Connor Murphy, Riley Stellman, like that's all Stan Bowman, and those are not great contracts. <laughs> yeah, but like I love. Connor Murphy, and I don't honestly think there's anything really wrong with the contract. I think it's not right for the situation that the Hawks are in. Like you don't, you're not going into a rebuild with he's, a guy starting a contract at a four point four for four years. And he's just good defensively enough where it's going to be like, fuck, like what are you doing out there, man? <laughs> I think he, I think get he traded. Get traded. I think he'll get traded. I think he will get traded at the deadline, and it's going to help that he's got term, and that's going to be r- r- really help us out with a nice, hopefully, return. I just, I don't know. I mean, that's that's tough too. Yeah, because it's like a lot of guys that'll be looking for him will be they're looking for rental guys. They're not looking for term. Yeah, I don't. Know. I I could also see Jake McCabe being the one move because he's slightly cheaper and he has a one year less, and he's about the same age. He's just a year younger. I don't know. I, I honestly move them both, but that would probably be a trade deadline kind of situation. Yeah. Because then that's that's one of those like cool situations where you're like, yeah, then you could bring up some of your young guys and finish the season with them. Let them get some experience. Like they're not counted on to like pull the team into the playoffs or like start the season strong and keep it going. It's like if the team's already fucking in the dumpster, it's kind of like, ah, let's see what you guys could do. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Let's just just try it out here. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty much unless something major happens. I can't see much being talked about, like new news for the Hawks, uh, upcoming weeks. Um, I believe September fifteenth is the start of training camp. Um, the first preseason game is September twenty seventh. Um, and then the season will just be right around the corner there. So. Brace yourself, Hawks fans. Um, it's really interesting to I just always laugh at this now because it's like it's you're in one or two categories. You're the old time fan where you know this is gonna be nothing news. This is gonna be going down memory lane. You know, yeah. walking the UC, five thousand people there and all that. I still think they'll have more. They'll have a lot more fans. I think there'll there. still be people there, but it's gonna be a lot different feel where it's gonna be like, oh fuck, let's just go to the Hawks game to do something. Not okay, the Hawks are awesome. Let's go to the Hawks game. So you got people that fall into that category, and then you got the people that came in after the the 09, the 0809 conference final run that fell in love with this team. And this it's really experiencing 
I mean, they've, it's been bad hockey for a couple of years, but this is the first time that it's going to be truly, truly bad hockey, and yeah. it's going to be very there's interesting. Gonna be, to see. There's going to be no like no hope going into this yeah. season. Like, oh well, we just need to do this, and it's going to be fine. It's like no, 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 no. This is this is your future. Um. So yeah, we'll we'll see. Um. Switching over. Oh, real quick before we switch over, I uh, said something about to bring it. Um. Kind of an explanation about the the trade hall that the Hawks got for him. Scott Powers was saying that, and I don't, I only saw certain contexts of this. I don't, didn't see the full article, but he said that the reason that the trade, uh, the, the auto senators were the best trade package because there was no extension in place for Debrinkit. Yeah. And the one thing that I saw worded too was it's, I, I took it as he didn't want to sign an extension with Chicago either. Oh no, really? Like there was just the way I I wish I could remember where I saw this, but it's like the the way I read it, it was like he had no intentions of signing an extension anytime soon. Oh, that's crazy. He probably wanted like eleven. Yeah. So <laughs> they probably didn't want to give him like an eight year fucking like ten plus million dollar deal. And I mean, we'll see. We'll see how he does this year. He's going to be on a really, really good offensive team, offensively good team. But uh, we'll see. Um, one thing before we go to like regular NHL stuff, other uh, kind of Hawks news is Pat Foley's going to call a Cubs game. Yes, I forgot about that too. And that's Tuesday, the the twenty third. He's the call in the second game of a doubleheader against the Cardinals, which is going to be really cool. Because didn't he say something like? He goes, the last thing I have to do to check off my mediocre career is to call a game, uh, would be to call a game in Wrigley Field. He said something along those lines. And, and there it is. He gets so he's calling the first three games on 670 the score. And then the last the rest of the game will be on the on marquee network. I'm really looking forward to that. I I'm I can't wait till you hear like sound clips because I'm probably not gonna be able to catch it. Um where he loses his mind in the third inning with three guys on three no count or a three and two count with a third called third strike and it's three to three and it's just and it's gonna be just so many threes he's just gonna like start going like tree 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 come back to him he's got like a nosebleed and he's like yeah his eyes are eyes are rolling back in his head like oh they broke him that's why he that's why he only did hockey yeah it's gonna be fun yeah it might be the first Cubs game I actually watched a full full thing this year I have not really watched the Cubs since 2016. I saw the World Series. That's it. Yeah. So NHL talk a little, just a little bit to talk about here really quick. Uh, Some minor news. Uh, NHL announced it today that Nashville will be the home of the uh, NHL awards show and the NHL draft. So it's going to be really awkward when we're drafting first overall this year and we're not allowed in the building to go celebrate. Uh, Kind of coming, coming. Um, Chicago, so that'll be interesting. Uh, and also, there was um, Kyle Torres or Torres, Torres, Torres retired seven third overall pick behind Kaner and JVR, and uh, kind of retired in an unclimatic manner. Um, hey, he played hockey for as long as he did professional hockey, but yeah, not not much to talk about for the third overall pick. No, just kind of kind of made his way around team to team. I mean, at certain points, he had like a decent like he made some money. <laughs> yeah, he 
like I said, he he got to play professional hockey. He played. He made money. He made forty three million dollars. Just probably when you over your third overall pick, you got a little bit more, uh, you know, expectations there, and just just really didn't hit. Um, NHL released their COVID rules uh, for this upcoming season. We won't really talk about it. It's just it's it's extremely very contradicting to what they're saying. Um, but it's just I'm kind of surprised they're still running with it. I guess it's mostly a Canadian thing at this point. Um, I can't see too many teams, you know, suspending their players for it. I think because I think there's a lot of frustration among the league about. Oh, Kyle Turris still gets paid because <laughs> he got bought out by who? So he, he, by Nashville, so he gets paid up until twenty seven, twenty eight, two million dollars a year. All right, good for him. Hey. <laughs> Um, Sorry to cut you off there. No, 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 that's fine. Um, I'm trying to figure out what I wrote down here. I wrote really quick. Oh, Boston. 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 Yeah. Putting the band back together. They're doing the old Hawks thing. (laughs) Stan Bowen must have a hand in that team now. I mean, the first round never really left. He just was thinking about retirement, and then he decided to sign for another year. I think if they bring Chara back, then – it would be like getting the boys back together, but then they went out and signed uh, Krejci. Krejci. Bergeron's got he, an interesting he just played clause a, he, too. Did he play the last year or the last two years? In uh, dude, I don't even know anymore. COVID just in Europe. Like... Let's see. Um, His last season with the Bruins was on 2020-2021. so it was just the one year, one year. last year. He put up forty six points in fifty one games, though. Okay, clickbait, you got me. David Krejci shoots down one theory about his return to the Boston Bruins. Um, do some shade of the past season. Led back to be a good story if I said yes, but no, my decision was made before the Bruins. What are you mumbling about? Uh, I'm just going really quick. So there was a rumor that he left because of Bruce Cassidy and that he only came back because Bruce Cassidy was gone. Oh wow! And he said that no, he, he they already had a decision made and all that before they hired a new coach. That's crazy. So he's got. I think they both have like kind of weird um, bonuses involved in their deals. Yeah, so Berger- his, his cap hit for Krejci is a million, but he has uh, bonuses tied to it. He gets another million at ten games played and five hundred thousand at twenty games played. And then he gets another 500,000 bonus if they qualify for playoffs. And then what's Bergeron's contract? He gets another $2.5 million if he plays 10 games. Just if he plays 10? Yeah. That's crazy. I know he's hurt, and that's what okay. I was just – it just seemed like how hurt is he Like that they're like, okay, 10 games, you get half of your contract essentially. Yeah, I mean, if you're that hurt, I'm surprised they, didn't, they wouldn't do something like uh, – but like Mike Fisher did with Nashville, you know, where oh, he just, just didn't play. And, signed, and he yeah. just like signed around the trade deadline. It was just like, all right, let's go play some playoffs. <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't brought back the old uh, Marty Brodeur St. Louis contract where he got paid per win. You remember really? that? No, I didn't. I don't remember that. Yeah, I, didn't, got, I don't think yeah, I looked he, into that, that contract. Yeah, no, he got paid per win in St. Louis. And I think it was only like six games or something like that he won. That's really funny. How could that even be a thing? Um, 
Kent Hughes, GM of the Montreal Canadiens. He's got he had a little bit of work today. Um, but one thing he did talk about was that he does not see a wave that Carey Price returns and plays this season. Yeah, I guess he had off-season hip surgery. And something with his knee, too. I saw that something with the knee. Yeah. Oh, yeah, repaired knee. Okay, I was wrong. I, I don't know where I saw hip. It might have been news on Carey, yeah. News on Carey Price's knee is discouraging. Doesn't expect him to be available to start for the season. Possibly won't be able to return at all this season. Yo, they see what Kyle Davidson did, and they're like, hey, hold on my beer. Carrie, you're done. You're cutting you off already. That's crazy. And then uh, they also ended up bringing in Sean Monaghan with a a nice little trade package where they acquired him in a first-round pick from Calgary for uh, good old future considerations. That dude's getting traded a lot this year. Future uh, considerations, like really, really. Uh, yeah, no, he's he's really made his name shown in the off season. He's been on the move very, very heavily. Um. Yeah. So, do you have the the yeah additions? The, I'm gonna just let conditions? you. Conditions. Yeah. This is this is the okay. So this is the funniest thing. All right. So there's plenty of different conditions for this first round pick. Currently, it's just listed as 2025 first round pick from Calgary. But if Calgary's 2024 first round pick is between 20 and 32, Montreal can take that pick instead. So they have the option to take that one if basically if Calgary makes the playoffs and they aren't one of like the wild card teams and lose in the first round. Um, if in the area, so then Calgary. <laughs> Sorry, my son's just screaming because he's getting his diaper changed. I can just hear him in the background. Um, so then Calgary, I don't know what the conditions are on Calgary's um, pick with Florida. So give me one second. How do I? Let's find Matthew Chuck. Let's find this tree history. Uh, it's okay. So the Florida pick is just lottery protected. So it's, this is scenario in the event Calgary receives Florida's 2025 first round pick, which would mean like they didn't win the lottery. If both Calgary and Florida's picks are not top 10, Montreal will receive the better of those picks. Okay. Okay. I'm with so you. As, as long as they deny having the 2024 first round pick it moves to 2025 if both picks that they can choose from are not top 10 then they get the better of the two picks if calgary's pick is top 10 and florida's pick is not top 10 they would just receive florida's pick cool (laughs) let's say (laughs) let's say the what is this condition? Um, okay, so let's say Florida wins the draft lottery in 2025 and Calgary does not have that pick anymore. So <laughs> um, in this situation, Calgary doesn't have Florida's first round pick and Calgary's pick is not top 10. Montreal receive Cal- the Calgary pick and if the Florida and wait and if Florida's <laughs> pick is not top ten, 
is a better pick than Calgary's and it was transferred to another team due to prior conditions, Montreal will receive Calgary's fourth round pick as well. Because I guess there's other conditions tied to this first round pick, apparently. I don't how would how are there more conditions tied to it? I want to be the guy or I want to meet the guy that's in charge of figuring out or keeping track of all the conditions and on all these trades that are being made. I want a draft pick just to be traded between 40 fucking teams, like every team at least 40 times. So it's like, okay, well, it was got the condition from this team, but then it got traded to this team. So the condition on that changed to this. And then this team has the condition on this one like this. This is insane. This is not. I'm not done yet, by the way. I know you're not done. That's what's, (laughs) I'm drowning. I'm giving you a second to catch your breath. So 2025, Calgary does not have Florida's first round pick, but Calgary's pick is top 10. If Calgary's pick is first overall, <laughs> then Montreal will get Calgary's 2025 third and the better of Calgary or Florida's 2026 first round picks. Because in this scenario, they didn't get Florida's 2025 first round pick. They got their 2026. And then <laughs> and then they're sliding their pick from 2025, also from 2024 to 2025 to now 2026. And they get to choose the better of those two. <laughs> if Calgary's pick is either second to tenth, then Montreal receives that first round pick. And that's it. Yeah, that's it. No wonder it took hours for them to announce the Monaghan trade. Like, yeah. Everything that happened. It doesn't make sense. It's it's. How? I mean, I get it because there's so many, there's because there's conditions on the picks that they're involving. Who comes from Florida? I mean, honestly, if I'm Montreal and Calgary ends up making the playoffs and and like into the second round, even like I'm just gonna be like, yeah, no, just give me twenty twenty five, and then. Hopefully, they end up getting one of they they get one of those picks. <laughs> I don't know. I'm proposing I'm pro- proposing conditional picks in fantasy this year. Yeah, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to keep track. But yeah, that's a really that's a really. We keep saying, like, hey, wild conditions. This is the wildest. <laughs> I Somebody edited, like, you've seen Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. The intro with, like, the scrolling text of, like. Oh, like, yeah. Like, you know, like, the story of the, of the movie. Somebody did that, the same style, with all the conditions going up on the screens. And I think it was shorter than the Star, or longer than the Star Wars intros. Honestly, I'm, like, lightheaded from trying to fucking <laughs> say all of it and can and comprehend all of it at the same time. Just say Montreal gets a first rounder. If they keep pushing it off, it could end up being top 10, possibly. <laughs> yeah. And all of that was done to trade uh, Monahan for nothing. Yeah. Yes. So that they could sign Nassim Kadri. Uh, honestly, I don't understand what Calgary is doing. They clearly don't look at Vegas and see you're supposed to do future considerations for one of your best players, yeah. not 
not one of your like okay guys that you've been trying to move for a while like you like i know you just signed huberto but that's the guy that you're supposed to get future considerations for or markstrom speaking of vegas just like just like flurry you go with markstrom you toss him in and you go future considerations we need the cap space for cadre real quick because you're speaking of future consideration and because carolina made the funny post thanking them for their time Matt's patch already since we last recorded. Is oh, that's right. Like six months with a torn Achilles. Yeah. That's he'll sucks. be back in February. Yeah. That's just a bummer. I was excited to see that Carolina team at full health. Um, yeah. I mean, they're going to be at full health right when they need to be. And yeah. That's gonna, gonna be nasty. If they're doing, if they're doing well up until then, it's going to be pretty nasty. But okay. So Kadri. Yes. Saga finally comes to an end. Where is he going to go? Where is he going to go? Everybody and, had been saying he's going to be going to the Islanders for the longest time, which we'll get there in a second. But nobody goes there in a second. Yeah, Padre signs in uh, Calgary, seven years for seven million. Uh, he will double his career earnings by the end of this contract. Uh, Damn. And, and so, one, he's a very underappreciated player when it comes to compensation, or he's a big team guy that he always took easy money so the team can be together. I think he was just given the shaft because of like he I, I mean he definitely exploded this year that's the thing though too like he was yeah, over right. a point per game he like played the entire playoffs not just the first two games well almost the entire playoffs he did get hurt but that's not like he was suspended or anything <laughs> yeah um... and like really like if it's just kind of like i mean if you had done this a year or two sooner like you probably would have been like making more than seven mil the filthy team around him too. It's really yeah, Calgary went to from put up seven. Calgary went. Oh, sorry, you're talking about uh, Colorado. I'm talking, yeah, I'm talking about Kadri last year. It's yeah, pretty yeah, easy yeah. to put up seventy plus assists when you got McKinnon. When, when your power play is McKinnon, Landis, Cog, Rotten, McCarr, and you. Yeah. I don't even know how many PowerPoint points he actually had. Um, but to kind of what you're about to say, here's another thing I saw on on Reddit that I was like, huh, that's a good point. The Flames lost two of the league's top 20 scores this offseason, and they gained two of the league's top 20 goal scores. Has this ever happened before? But on top of that, not only did they do that, they also added Uyghur to that as well. Yeah, that's uh, that's the other big piece too. And, you know, honestly, they probably ended up saving money than keeping yeah. – than if they were to keep Goudreau and Chuck. Uh, Chuck. Because having Kadri at only seven million is pretty pretty huge. Here's the thing though, they are gonna suck in like five years. Oh, and yeah. they're gonna have fucking eighteen million in two guys that are thirty four and thirty five, and then they're still gonna have four years or three years after that, because both of these guys are signed until they're thirty nine and thirty eight years old. I mean, Kadri, thirty seven. Kadri's style of play, he's definitely on the wrong side of 30. I mean, he he definitely that contract's yeah, is not gonna hold up. Huberto has got a little bit more of of a hold up fear just because he's more of the playmaker. He's got the Patty Kane type of type of play, but I still the money they gave him, what was it, 10 years or eight years? Eight mm, was it eight? Oh, I think it is eight. Yeah, eight. Mm-hmm. By ten point five. Yeah. Oof. Shit. Is it eight? Yeah. He's gonna be thirty eight, and Kadri's gonna be thirty eight when those when their deals are over. Yeah. Because jeez. Yeah. But oh my god. Short term though. Yeah, that's the thing. Like 
I'm sure it was just kind of like an overpayment to like basically say we need to win the cup in the next two seasons, three seasons. Because in oh, two seasons from now, a lot of their guys are going to be needing new contracts. So like the guys that Dylan Dubé, Paul Iceland, home, Tyler Foley, fucking, I mean, they're not going to sign Lucic again, probably. Or if they do, they, it's going to be much I'm cheaper surprised. than 5.25. Honestly, I'm kind of surprised we didn't get hit up, take his contract. Yeah. But a lot of their team is, like, they have two-year deals at the moment. Yeah. So I think, like, they kind of overpaid. For I still just think, like, eight years at 10.5 for Huberto when he's already 29, but he also has a year left in this contract, so it doesn't start till he's 30. From 30 until 38, paying 10.5 for a guy. Ooh, yikes, bud. Like, you better hope you'll win in the next three seasons. That's 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 going to be what it is because then they're going to be stuck with a lot of expensive old fucking contracts. Oh, my God. They're paying almost $4 million. There's a door off. I forgot about that. Yeah. Woof. Well, actually, it's a, a, a decrease in payment because he was making over four before. He was making three point seven. I thought he was making over. He was he wanted over four. He's yeah, he went over four, and that's five. That was the number that got thrown out, contract? and we were like, when they were talking about that the Hawks were going to sign him or not, and he's like, oh yeah, they're asking for like he wanted yeah four, four or fuck five. Out of here. Fuck out, yeah. Um, <laughs> Both of us. Fuck out of here. Has there so in one off season, has there ever been a team that has gone from total like the Joke. sky is falling and we are fucking joke franchise to oh yeah no i think we're still we, we still have a shot at the cup what was what was the light situation on the outside of the saddle dome sad the, the sad dome sad dome the sad dome yeah uh, they, they probably just popped the lights back on <laughs> like i don't i i don't remember there ever being an offseason like this for a team to go from losing two but, franchise players right but here's the thing too <laughs> like they did if you go just points wise, like you're, you did basically replace the guys that you lost, but you just, I didn't even realize Gaudreau's 29. Yeah, you lost in age though. Right. Because yeah. Matthew Kachuk is only 24. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, fuck, man. We'll see what happens. <laughs> is this team. So I saw a couple of people say this, and I want your opinion. Is this a team? Is this team better than they were a year ago? Yes, I would. I would say probably so, be- just because of the like you're adding Mackenzie Weaker in. Yeah, that's. I mean, I just don't think that Johnny Gaudreau is a good playoff player. He's too small, <laughs> and he's not like super fast. That Weaker. How we, th- we both thought Uyghur signed already. Yeah. It was a fake tweet. I remember that now. It got oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, he still hasn't signed. Yeah. But, I don't know. I think that, like, Huberto is just an insanely skilled player. And I think he more than, more than makes up for Johnny Gaudreau. I think Matthew Kachuk's a better player than Nazem Kadri, though. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah, and that's kind of the trade-off. But then you get the sweetener of Mackenzie Weger. Like you get you get a little addition to the back end that is doesn't exactly have like the most like offensive ability. And adding him in is like a like that guy's obviously gonna be your power play one like quarterback. Oh yeah. 
but how many points did he end up having last year? He had 44 points in 80 games. I don't know if anybody on Calgary had more than that. But also he playing with fucking Ekblad. <laughs> I don't know. I think that they're still going to be a good team. I could also – I don't think they're going to be as, like, dominant in the Pacific as they were this past season because I think that some yeah, other teams – For their mistakes and, uh, you know, not below their load too early. Dude, the Pacific just sucks, though, too. I think – I mean, L.A. just got better. And they're going to have a much better um, season, I think. Or they might not because, they, like, honestly, last year they did depend a lot more on uh, Jonathan Quick than I think they really wanted to. Because they did sign um, Cal Peterson to, like, a, a fatter contract, like, $5 million plus, And then he just didn't, didn't do as well as uh, a quick, quick did. I'll, oh, be, yeah. I'll be really intrigued to see how Markstrom – Thumbs up. I mean, he had a oh, he had an insane season. Yeah, insane. Did that defense change too much? Other than adding Eager, though. Yeah, I mean, that's gonna be. They're gonna be a fun team, a fun team to watch. I think for sure, and it's a shame too that the Battle of Alberta is only three games because Kadri going into the same division as fucking Evander Kane after how he. Oh, all that shit last year. Oh God, that's gonna be the first. I cannot. That's gonna be a fun game to watch. And it's a shame that it's only three games. They play each other, but you think he just gets suspended because like, it, Dude, like he's just going to do something. That's going to be like, yeah, we all knew right, he was going to get suspended. <laughs> he can right across the fucking fingers. Yeah. His glove off and just chop it. Um, The last thing I want to talk about too, kind of going with that is like, what the fuck is New York Islander? Like, what are, what are they doing? Lou Lamarillo, hey. Zero free agent signings this year. Did they really? Not even a minor signing. And they fucking fired Barry Trotz. What? Like, and they also still haven't even signed their RFAs yet. But they did make the trade for Alexander Romanoff and traded away the 13th overall, which we ended up getting. So thanks, Islanders. I just, I don't understand. Like, what? And what, like, you got to get really, like, Lou's got to go, man. You got to get somebody that's in there. Like, I don't, they're a good team. I think the Islanders are good. They had a shitty situation last year with the with the start of the season oh, on the, the road, worst. and then they got fucking hammered with COVID. Yeah. But it you still got to do something to add to your team to make, you know, to compete. Phil Castle. P.K. Subban. <laughs> Oh, God, yeah. He said he wants to play, but he's looking for the right situation. Dude, anything that offers you a contract should be the right situation for you. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how big you're going to be. Like, come on. Um, Is Phil Kessel just going to be your answer for everything at this point? I want him on our team. Yeah. But, I mean, I just want him to get signed as well. I don't know what's going on. Detroit and Vegas, the only two teams I would not want him to go to. St. Louis. I don't want him to go to St. Louis. Oh, yeah, St. Louis. Fuck St. Louis. Or Boston. I don't want him to go to Boston either. You already played for Boston, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, but I don't. He, but if he goes that's back not, to Boston, that's not the type of band they need to get back together. Then I can actually order his jersey because I tried it. Because I, you know, I like to have a Kessel jersey from each of his teams. I can't get a Kessel Boston jersey because he's still an active player and he doesn't play for the team. Doesn't matter that he played for them. It won't let me. Oh, order. really? Yeah, it's so fucking stupid. And huh. then like the Kessel jerseys, I find on eBay. I, dude, they're fucking ridiculous. Expensive. It's so stupid. Oh, that is really dumb. 
but it's like three seasons in Boston. That's about it. Yeah. He lost a testicle in Boston, guys. Come on. Let me buy his jersey. Sign him. How many people know that? How many people like you think I know that, that he had testicular cancer? Yeah, I forgot people about that. People make fun of him being a fat guy. I knew he had cancer. But I forgot what kind it was. <laughs> then you're, I was like, oh yeah, okay. In the balls. Um, but yeah, Islanders. They better really hope that this team, like you know, remembers how to play and they're able to stay healthy and all that kind of stuff. Because, I mean, no cap space, right? No, they have cap space. They have eleven million. And Kadri signed for seven, and they said that they couldn't make the money work. Like they couldn't free up space for him. Yeah. Well, here, like that's the thing, though. Too, they like are going to have to sign Barzell. In at some point this year, probably an extension, or I mean, if he fucking hates it. There's even a rumor that they were going to trade Barzell so they could sign Kadri. That's that's crazy. But yeah, they still have three RFAs that they need to sign. And I don't know how much those are going to be, but just looking towards the future, like Oliver Wallstrom is going to need a new a, a contract next season. Barzell needs a contract next season. Scott Mayfield needs a contract next season. I don't know if they were looking to spend $7 million to get Kadri and not have enough space yeah. to sign um, Barzell. I guess we'll have to see if... But also, I don't know, like... I just, I just, I, I just think that in my own mind, the way that I picture Rulé Marillo with like how he handled Barry Trotz just getting fired, even though that team was just screwed from the get go this season. Like I just don't. It's just in my head, he's too old to do this now. <laughs> I mean, he might have been a great GM and like might have had great contact with Kadri and just like didn't. It just didn't go down correctly. But in my head. He's not good anymore. <laughs> that was another. That was another thing I saw too. It was like it was a gif of this guy like searching through papers, and it was like Lou trying to find the contract he swore Kadri signed. <laughs> I just yeah, I don't know, but yeah, that makes. I just I don't understand it, and like yeah, it's definitely time for I think Lou to hang it up. Yeah, like how do you not sign anybody? Like your team didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> And you fired one of the best coaches in the league. Right. But you don't add anything. It's confusing. Yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, there's still time. Let's see what happens. That's all I got. Uh, Let's see. USA in the continued World Juniors. Sucks. Yeah, they lost. But, you know, they didn't have somebody special. Yeah. They decided one of the last cuts was going to be Frank Nazer Jr. And, you know, maybe that was their demise. Speaking of Phil Kessel, do you think he's sitting there at home like, huh, but Jack could have been doing something here today? Him and Frank. <laughs> um, I The other, the other thing that I kind of liked about him being cut was I'm sure he's pissed. Oh, yeah. Juniors are going to be coming right around the corner because, I mean, they're only – less than four months away or yeah, actually just over four months away. And I'm, I'm sure he's going to be make the fucking team and he's going to probably lead the team in points. <laughs> that would be awesome. Like that's the, that's the type of shit, man. Like didn't like to get cut from the junior team, USA junior team. 
That I do not recall. I don't. I'm pretty sure. sure he did. I don't think he. I don't think he made it. Um, but yeah, like it's crazy to me that he plays on like the national development team, and then they're like, yeah, just just not gonna make it. But but what was? It? Oh my God, what is his name? Um, our sixth round pick from this year <laughs> made it. James or Dominic James. Oh yeah, he was cut. Yeah. Yeah, it was cut from the United States World Junior Team, despite on pace to score more than sixty goals in this in the OHL season. Yeah, well, that's it. Doesn't always tell you the the whole story. But we had Landon Slagger and uh, Dominic James on the team. Um, I Landon Slagger's been on the last like few seasons. That's actually not too shabby. He played the last three years actually in the World Juniors. I didn't really keep track of how well he did this past season. Um, but, yeah, I'm calling it right now. Frank Nazer, he's going to make the junior team this uh, December. He's going to lead the team in points. Put his dick out there and he's like, suck it. Yeah. And then he comes in and signs Wins Calder trophy. Yeah, because, I, I mean, I don't think Logan Cooley's going to end up playing. If he like if Arizona ends up having him play. No, he just that Logan Cooley – is he going college? He, he's going to college, and people oh, said okay. people cited because he felt like he wanted to play in a bigger arena. <laughs> Where is he going? Minnesota. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna have a wild fucking atmosphere there, man. That's hilarious. Do you want to go play for the University of Minnesota or for a NHL team that's got a a quarter of what? Of fans that are going to be there, but you get paid though. So, yeah, true. and the, the quicker you get paid, the quicker you get paid more. It's not a national imaging likeness deal, and you'll be fine. Oh, true. I mean, I don't know how many hockey players signed those, but no, speaking yeah. of that, though, I know totally random off topic. I saw there was a, a football player that signed one with a air conditioning company because his name is the coolest. Yeah, the coldest. I'm like, the oh coldest. my god, that is just amazing. It's really silly, fantastic. Um. But yeah, um, USA sucks. I mean, to be fair, they kind of got screwed. They had to play against the Cheka, or however you say that now. Czechia. Czechia, right after they gave Latvia their first ever win in World Junior Preliminaries. That's funny. So, I mean, they were kind of pissed. So, I think yeah, they shouldn't have done it. Yeah. Shouldn't have done it. So, all right. You got anything else? No. All right. Episode 187, Tanner, what do you want to call it? Shit. He's <laughs> not thinking about it. It's hard when there's nothing to like. Oh, Captain <laughs> Captain America, bring him, bring him in. Here comes Captain America. <laughs> you know what? I was like, if you didn't have anything, I was gonna do something Captain America related. So we're on the we're on the same page. You know, there. that huge portion of the show that we talked about Jack Johnson. Yeah. Also, I just love the fact that there's Jack Johnson on our team now because sometimes I just like throwing a little Jack Johnson. Little banana pancakes. Somebody, yeah, somebody's when he signed to, he was like, Oh man, intermission's gonna be so awesome with the live performances. Yeah, dude, <laughs> if he ever scores, just fuck it, banana pancakes, oh not Chelsea God. Dagger. Yeah, also, retired Chelsea Dagger. Retired Chelsea Dagger. All right. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> just instead of getting hyped up, everybody gets real mellow. <laughs> or like sit and wait and wish in plays or something like that. I don't yeah. know. Like, oh my God. Oh, oh my yeah, God. The no. goal song should just every game should be a different Jack Johnson song. That'd be great. Oh, God. All right. So episode 187, something related to Captain America. I'll figure it out. Um, Or no, how about that? How about play banana pancakes? Let's call it that. Yeah. 
He, got, right. he scored one goal last year. Do you know which one it was? First goal of the season for Colorado. Against, yeah, against Chicago. Against the Hawks. <laughs> That's right. That's we're all like, we're all, we're all pumped, and he scores. We're like, fuck. <laughs> fuck it, man. Oh, Hilarious. amazing. Hilarious. All right, episode 187. Make sure to follow us on uh Social, all social media at WCB Podcast. Like us on Facebook, the w- Windy City Better Podcast. Spotify, the Windy City Better Podcast. Apple, Apple Podcast, the Windy City Better Podcast. YouTube, the Windy City Better Podcast. Like, subscribe, five stars, share. Get us back. Hey, we somehow, a week, we took a week off and we had the 200th ranked pot, um, hockey podcast in America. We broke the two, 250 is like their, their, their cutoff. Yeah. We made the charts at 200. Hey. I don't know how, but so let's do it again, guys. Let's go. We actually did something. Hey. People like us more when we don't talk. Um, but <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, I love it. Love it. All right. So yeah, we will we'll see you on the next one. All right. Love both. Bye. The Windy City Benders Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and YouTube. And follow the boys on socials at WCB Podcast.